0: Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. Today's topic is really cute. <laughs> it's called Raising the Roof.
1: Yeah, so we're not just talking about what goes on when your kids come home from school. We're talking about something <laughs> we're very spiritual. are at parties, raising yes. <laughs> the
0: roof. No. <laughs> but we are talking about... You know,
1: raising the roof. I was telling Sunday, I was talking about the fact that we used to take, go to... Zion National Park with our church when our church was very young and very small we would we would rent an entire section for at Zion National Park which is in Utah and uh, we would go up there on Thursday night and we would reserve like 20 different campsites and at those 20 different campsites we would we would put, we would put People from our church's name on those campsites, so that when they came up on Friday, we would have the entire campsite to ourselves. And in, when those we
0: greedy little church people, when,
1: when we did <laughs> I that, loved it. When we did that. It got so rowdy and so raucous that that <laughs> Zion National Park made a rule that we could not that that no one can have more than two campgrounds for one group.
0: Oh, are you serious? There's
1: actually a, if you go into Zion, we made an impact on Zion National Park. In Utah. That's right. With the Mormons. So the Baptists messed the Mormons up. Anyway, you're you uh.
0: Probably that IFV group, aren't you? Yeah, that's it.
1: It's so funny. Raising the roof. Raising the uh, roof.
0: Those were fun trips. Yeah. Those were so much fun. We'd go and we'd go camp and we'd catch tadpoles and we'd bring them back home. And we put them in our little baby swimming pools outside and then we'd watch the this was a cool homeschool experiment. Watch how the leg pops out and uh, you know, you'd see these little frogs in our backyard.
1: Get two arms, and then one leg, still have the tail. Then all of a sudden it become Las Vegas, and they were fried on the side they of the twin pool. <laughs> not kidding. It was so
0: sad. They'd hop out, and then they would be nice it little frog sad. legs anyway, later. So
1: raising the roof. Raising the roof. But we're-,
0: we're really discussing about raising our hands in praise, worship. We see people do it. I know that... Um, sometimes people wonder, you know, some people are like, are afraid to raise their hands. Right. <laughs> or they think, is it right? Is it, is it just those crazy churches where people raise their hands? What, but biblically, what does the Bible say about raising our hands? Well, I don't
1: know if you remember this, but when you were little, I think Matthew was about 11, and, and which would have made you about 7, 11 and nine, mm-hmm. yeah, you about seven <laughs> years old. Okay, so he would be seven years old. We went, We took a trip. To, we packed up our kids and decided before we got old, I wanted to go to Alaska. And we had no means except a car, so we packed up our four kids. We didn't have hope at the time. Uh, packed them up, put them in our uh, 1978 uh, Buick LeSabre, uh, and we drove the Alaskan Highway up to Alaska.
0: I remember this trip vividly. And
1: so when we when we got up to Alaska, there was, a, actually we we're in the Yukon, there was a little town, it was a Sunday, and so we thought, hey, we're going to go to church, but there was no Baptist churches in town that were open. There was one Assembly of God church in this little town called the Whitehurst, Whitehorse uh, in the Yukon, and so we went an to... an assembly
0: of god's uh charismatic yes uh-huh mm-hmm.
1: and so we went to that, and you'd never been in an assembly of God church, and uh nor had any one of us and so we except for you because that's yeah. where you got saved yeah so okay. I, <laughs> as a sixteen year old I, I uh we walked in, we sat on the back row, and the music started, and people were singing, and people were raising their hands and and uh and Afterwards, as a, as a preacher was preaching, they, these ladies in front of us were raising their hands, and you leaned over and said, "Why are they raising their hands?" And Matthew tapped you tapped you and said, "Because they have a question." And you said, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that satisfies me. Makes sense." So yeah. Anyway,
0: I remember. I remember our brothers uh mocking one time going into a church like that and they're mocking and my my dad's like slapping their arms down because they're like, Well, we just wanna praise Jesus. <laughs> but they were young and stupid and <laughs> they mocked everything in life. It, it was
1: a joke. Everything was a everything joke. Everything so. was a joke. Yep. Anyway, so there's respect. So what does the Bible say about about lifting up your hands? So is it is it is it Proper for us to worship God by lifting up our hands. And I know ant-
0: that. Well, for growing up, so anytime my my husband, when we first got married, he he would tease and he would pray when we'd pray. I'm like, why you open your ha- eyes during prayer? How did you know this about dad? He said every time your dad prays, he holds up his hands and he does this and he does this, and you can't see it, but he'd hold his hands. And he he does he really does he when he's talking to the Lord he uses his hands just as if like how he's normally talking and then even when we
1: Mediterranean be... background now the Italian Lebanese <laughs> just comes out comes here. out expressive. very
0: expressive but growing up you would when we would you would sing I remember watching you sing Oh Lord my God when I an awesome wonder and you would hold your hands up praising God mm-hmm. to, at home. At home, I would see you do that. So um, it's not something that was foreign to us, but in congregational worship, that's not something that was very common to us growing up.
1: Right, and it wasn't. And, and there's a there's a lot of people who just associate it with Pentecostal Church mm-hmm. or Assembly of God Church. But what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Well, first of all, we, we need to identify some terms. Um, the term... The term worship, uh, we use it in a different context than it is used in the Bible. Mm-hmm. We've discussed this before. The word worship means to fall down. That's, okay. that's all it means. It's a worship. Uh, the wise men came in in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11. The wise men came in, saw the Lord, and fell down and worshiped him.
0: So the biblical meaning of worship is to fall down before.
1: That's exactly right. And we use
0: it differently cuz we we've turned it into like in our vernacular we use it as oh worship
1: service yes.
0: meaning we're going to go and sing.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah so so the term that but terms are important. Right? Right. So when you're reading the in the Bible and they talk about worship it's always it's always bowing down, it's always falling down. Uh, that is what uh, worship means,
0: which is really important for all of us to remember. If we're not worshiping God in that way, then we haven't really done it the way He has asked us to do it.
1: Yep. and and Jesus wants us to worship Him. The 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 uh, when Jesus healed the ten lepers, mm-hmm. and nine of them ran away, the other one came back and worshipped Him. They bow, hmm. they bowed down to worship Him. Bowing down says. I believe that you are supreme, and that I am your servant. Hmm. Bowing down is an attitude of service, and it's also an attitude of gratefulness. It's an attitude. It's a it's a picture of uh, dependence. And Summation God wants and, us to worship. Yeah. Worship. Uh, there was I mean, in Daniel's day, the the king made the statue, yeah. and he said, when the music plays, uh, everybody's going to bow down and worship. And three said, "Oh no, we don't worship anyone." except our king, our savior. And uh, because of that, they got thrown in the fiery furnace. Mm. Bowing down and worshiping is very important. It's something that we ought to do on a daily basis. And I encourage you, if you are physically able to, you should worship the Lord on a daily basis. However, years ago, I was was driving down the road, actually talking to one of my mentors, a guy named Woodrow Kroll. And he was out here speaking for us. And uh, I was driving on the road and I was talking to him about worship. He said, it's interesting, David. He said, every time you see uh, the word worship in the Bible, it always is falling down. But to when you hear the word praise, it's always lifting up. It's always looking up. It's always uh, lifting up and looking towards the Lord. And the Bible tells us very simply, uh, the psalmist says, hey, worship the Lord, praise him. Let me let me read uh, from Psalm chapter uh 63. Uh, let me just read what this, it's a very short psalm, but it it, it gives us the the idea of worship. And we, we need to understand that it's not just Old Testament. New Testament, the Bible tells us that uh, we should praise the Lord and lift hands up to worship the Lord. In, in Psalm 63, the Bible says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek Seek thee, my soul thirsteth; uh, <laughs> my soul thirsteth for thee. My my flesh longeth for thee in the in the dry and thirsty lands where there is no water. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands. In thy name, my soul, now listen, when we do this, this is so important, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Hmm. So God gives a special blessing for those who lift up their hands and praise him. Wow. Uh, so it's it's not just a matter of, oh, should I? God says, look, when you do this, when your, your, when your soul is in a dry place, and that's what he's saying. My soul was in a dry place, but I looked to you, I lifted my hands to you, I praised you, and because of that, my soul now is satisfied with marrow and fatness, and my lips shall praise thee with joyful lips. It changes me when I take time to lift my hands and praise him. Wow. So, uh, lifting our hands to praise the Lord... Is something that should become natural to us. Now, again, since many of us weren't taught that early on, uh, uh, we we be, when we begin to do it. You feel a little awkward, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you need to go into church every week and raise your hands. and And people will say, "Well, don't you think it's showy?" And people people. Are just trying to show whatever. What do you
0: think d- about dressing up on Sunday morning? Uh, Don't you think that's kind of showy? Uh, yeah. I mean, really, that's something that I think like sure. I dress up all the time on Sunday morning, but it's it's pretty showy. Yeah. You know, uh, I got these fancy earrings to match my nice shoes and my necklace. When it's like, that's not well, what I it's never, about. I never wear
1: my earrings. Oh, to not church. not to church. huh? No. Just your
0: man bun, maybe. <laughs> But yeah, that's—because um, it is. It's something different if they're not—if someone's not used to doing it. Sure. And they want to give praise to God, but then they feel like, oh, are what, people what, what, watching what, what will people me? people think? What will people think? And something you always told us is you don't need to constantly question your motives.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just— just do what the Bible says to do.
1: Just do the right.
0: motives will come along. Of it. You know, you might change your motives, but don't stop doing what God has called us to do. And if God's called us to lift up holy hands to him in praise, then decide, okay, I'm going to do it. And my motives might be wrong, but I'm going to try to change my motives and ask the Holy Spirit to change my heart that I'm doing it in praise. Just like anything, people serve. Oh, maybe I'm serving for people to see me to be showy. Well, maybe you are. It doesn't mean you should stop serving a nursery. It means you need to change your motive and ask the Holy Spirit to change your heart.
1: I've got to do it. Some people say, well, I, I think if I was always out witnessing, I wouldn't tell anybody about it because I wouldn't want it. I don't want to do it just because people are going to know I'm witnessing. Why not? Tell people, hey, I was witnessing. Maybe it'll encourage them to do the same thing. That's
0: it. I love when I see people share that they got to lead somebody to the Lord on social media or whatever. I'm like, yes, I want to go and do that too. Or I see somebody share something that they got from the scriptures that day that God spoke to them. I think, oh, I want to get deeper into the, what the Bible is saying. I want to learn like that. And I think it does encourage other people. But we live in these bodies of fleshly desires and competition, and it's it's ridiculous. becomes about us instead of him.
1: I was preaching. I was not preaching. I was at a, a conference, and a preacher said, he sat behind me, sat two or three chairs behind me, told me this later on, just to watch what I would do. Because the the, the conference had some raucous music in it, and uh, uh-huh. no, nah, I wouldn't. I I say raucous, but it wasn't traditional hymns, and they were and people were praising. They were watching me to, to see, see your response, to see what I would do. And as I was listening to the music, I lifted my hands and was praising the Lord. And he thought, man, if he can do that, then I can I guess do. I can do it too. And <laughs> he said, he said, Jesus I just wanted to that. tell you, it was the first time Aww. in my life I lifted my hands in service. Well, I wasn't thinking about him. I was just thinking, yeah. man, that's so praise yeah. the Lord. And and you lift your hand and you praise the Lord. Now, again, if you're uncomfortable with that, you ought not do it. And I tell you what, if I felt that it was making someone around me uncomfortable, then I wouldn't do it. I The Bible says the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. And we find that in 1 Corinthians when Paul is talking about prophecies and tongues and all that kind of stuff. God says the spirit of the prophets, subject to the prophets. It's not, it's not disobedient yeah. to say, hey, uh, there's people here, and normally I would it raise my hand, but that's going to make them uncomfortable, uh, or it might hinder their ability to hear me. So I'm, I'm going to, to hear me speak the truth.
0: Well, if you go to where I went to college and they have the campus church, yes. you, it would be very awkward. For somebody to be standing there singing and lifting up their hands high into the air, because
1: because it's, that's not their tradition, their worship yeah, tradition. It's not
0: the culture of the of
1: the church. That doesn't mean they're ungodly. No, I think Mm-mm. we need to throw all that stuff out. We need to understand. I I was having a conversation with somebody just a few weeks ago and telling them that with, within the last year, I have been into into services where they're singing traditional Christian songs from from. A hundred years ago, or the or forty years ago, songs I loved, and we were singing, and they were praising the Lord, and they were singing songs like the old rugged cross or just as I am, and they're singing it from their heart. This is wonderful. I've been in the same in the same years time. I've been in church services where they are uh, singing every song as a contemporary song, and people are jumping up and down, but they're praising the mm. Lord. God doesn't care. He just wants us to have a heart of praise, and for one group to say about the other group, they're ungodly. You're not praising right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's just so wrong. Uh, the Bible does say in First Timothy. The Bible does say in First Timothy, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he says in he says I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Now he talks specifically the word there, the Greek word is the word anar, which means males. Mm-hmm. So he says, I, I want men to pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands. And it's interesting, again, he says holy hands. We're not supposed to be living an unholy life and then pretending we're holy, hmm. but, but lifting up holy hands to the Lord, saying, Lord, I want to receive you. I want to hear from you. Speak to me uh, without uh, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. And then he says, the very next verse, though, says, in like manner also that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel. So the the idea is that what's good for the man is also good, good for, for the, the woman. woman. And here's some other instructions yes, for the woman. Yeah he, yeah, he talks to her about modesty in the church. but uh, But he's also, the indication is there with the word likewise, you should be praising the Lord as well. Hmm. Uh, again, not doing it for show, but praising for praising Him. So- First time
0: I ever lifted up my hands was uh, at a church 20 years ago. I did a sign language class, and I was like, this is awesome. Because <laughs> I sang, um, We uh, we the final of the class was to do a song, all together as a choir in sign language, oh. and I loved using my hands to express praise to God while we were. I, I, it was a, it was such a cool experience for me to, for the first time, be able to do that, um, and then it just grew on me. <laughs>
1: So is it is it right to worship the Lord by raising your hands? Well, worship is one thing and praise is another biblically, but we should praise the Lord. The Bible says we're to praise him with singing, we're to praise him by lifting hands. Nothing wrong with it. Are you ungodly if you don't? No, you're not. Are you ungodly if you do? No, uh, no, you're not. Are you godly because you do or are you a godly because you don't? No, the answer is this, that you need to worship the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind hmm. And if lifting your hands and praising him is uh, an expression of your love for him and an expression of your wanting to receive him, and it, and, it, and it, in that physical action, it draws you close to him, absolutely nothing wrong with it. In fact, it brings glory and honor to God.
0: That's beautiful. And what's interesting is a lot of times people think praise is like reserved for a praise service. You should be, if, if you're uncomfortable in front of other people, you know, there is a lot. I have wonderful dear friends that want to sit in the back and just feel uncomfortable in a big room just walking in and sitting in the back. Um, those kinds of people at home put on their worship music and will praise Jesus lifting up their hands to Jesus alone in the privacy of their own home with their children. I know I do that all the time, but it's something, it shouldn't be reserved for a praise service, it should be continually, the Bible, all through Psalms, your praise shall be continually be in my mouth. We should constantly, I mean, like, let 101.1 FM be blasted through your house with the praise and worship music that is that is provided there. Find, there are some amazing, my favorite um, praise music for, for children, it's Steve Green's, it's Hide Them In Your Heart. And it's all Bible verses. It's old. It's from probably like 15, 20 years ago. but they are Bible verses that the kids sing and memorize That's and great. and they're and it's not it doesn't sound like you know you hear these old children's ones that you hear from like 30 or 40 years ago, and you don't want to listen to it. you're like, <laughs> I don't want to hear children's choir every day. <laughs> but this one, oh, it's beautiful, and they have a couple different volumes. But getting your family, into the normal worship of continual continual praise.
1: Songs Songs in our heart change everything. Uh, that, that I mean, we need to. The Bible says that we're to speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. And that's an evidence that we're filled with the Spirit. So mm-hmm. that's uh, an amazing truth. I
0: love that. Well, thank you so much for clearing this up. I love hearing Biblical Answers to Difficult Questions. Thank you, Dad. I appreciate that. If you are interested, we are going to be hosting a Maximize Life Summit in September. It is open to—we used to just do it just for our church, and this is the first time we have opened it up for— those outside of our church. We will be bringing in special speakers. We'll have many of our staff teaching. There'll be 30 to 40 different sessions that'll be available throughout that week. It's in September. If you want more information, just go to info at Liberty.com Email us at info at dot com, and you can get more information about that conference coming up. So. I was
1: just talking to our keynote speaker, I think the one that's gonna be our keynote speaker, he's going to confirm on Monday, and I think he's gonna be an exciting speaker. But we've got we've got people who are gonna be talking. We've got men's sessions, ladies' sessions, teenage sessions, junior age sessions. It's for the entire family and it'll give you an opportunity to have your entire family ministered to. Uh, and you'll be in Las Vegas as it's getting cold other places, you'll be nice and warm. It'd be a great I hope so. It's typically very nice and warm, and uh, be a great time for you to come and be part of our ministry here in Las Vegas.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. This is Tice Talks.
1: And it's more than a conversation.